Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey man, how you doing? Hello, James Cox. How are you doing today? All right, Good, it's sir. been a fantastic Monday because my leg is almost healed. So praise, yeah, praise so that's me. yeah, so that's gonna be awesome if it heals hundred percent. How about you? Yeah. What are you oh, doing man. on this Happy Monday? Monday to you and Yorn and to our listeners. Hope your week is full of uh, wonder and excitement and music, and uh, I hope all your dreams come true. Oh, that nice. <laughs> gearing up for dude. I'm getting. I'm gearing up for. Uh, for uh, my wife's birthday mm-hmm. on April 10th. Uh, we're going back to Disney. That's why I'm wearing my new Disney hat here. For those who are watching yes. on the, um, right. on the uh, YouTube channel, I've got a nice little hat. Uh, I, re- I bought from Eps, uh, Etsy uh, that says Park Hoppa. It looks like a lot of, like the Patagonia right. hat. Yeah. Um, they have now... Uh, for for Disney or Disney nerds, they're uh, we're gonna be nerding out a lot today. A lot, a lot, yeah. Yeah. a yeah. lot about a, a lot of different things. But uh, <laughs> I'm a Disney nerd. I love Disney World. I love Disney everything. Um, and uh, they are now doing park hopping again. Uh, they had to stop because of COVID. So you can you know you can go to Animal Kingdom for the morning, and if you want to hop on over to Hollywood Studios in the afternoon, you can do that. So I've got my park hopper hat. I'm ready to go. Uh, also, visually, I've got, uh, for those watching on the YouTube channel, since we're going to be talking about comic books today and music, um, I have my officially licensed uh, Wakanda Wu-Tang uh, crossover shirt yeah. uh, seen here on the sleeves. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got the emblem of uh, Wu-Tang Clan and it's got um, yeah, the Black Panther, Black Panther uh, yeah. emblem. Yep. Right, yeah. That's uh, awesome. Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Big ups to uh, Chabot Bozeman. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. Uh, yes. He will forever be my Black Panther. Yeah. I've, hey, man, that dude was a beast because I heard that uh, he worked on several movies while still having cancer. And that's. Yeah. So I think yeah. he found out he was he was dying. He was. It, he, he found out he had cancer, I think, when they were filming Captain America Civil War. It was around okay. the time that he got sick. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he, you know, was able to film and film and film uh, leading up until uh, he passed. Right. Um, he's he's from South Carolina. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a special monument. I forgot where it's at, but somewhere in uh, I think in his hometown, there's a special monument to chat with Bozeman. Okay. Uh, they have uh, that they put up, and uh, rightfully so. The guy was an incredible person in in general, but an amazing actor, um, bringing to life uh, one of my favorite comic book characters and doing it so well. Just mm, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. His portrayal of uh, T'Challa was incredible. Right. Um, I'm really glad that he was able to be a part of Endgame and Infinity Wars and just a lot of these big Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, movies that came out. Yeah. Um, and he was able I to think, be a part of it. I think that they can't that, that, that they went ahead and canceled Black Panther too because it's like yeah, yeah. you can't you know you can't right. It's gonna right. be difficult. I, they're they're gonna move forward with stories that take place in Wakanda. Yeah, probably more surrounding his uh, his it's, sister Shuri. Nice, uh, nice. And, uh, yeah. So that'd be cool. Uh, I, I'm excited to see that. I know that they had big plans for Black Panther too. Right. Um, and uh, I, I hate that they won't be moving forward forward with that, but 
you know, in, in several interviews with a lot of people involved, Kevin Feige, the director, uh, every, everybody that they've, that they've interviewed, um, they said, you, you just can't replace him. No. Chadwick Boseman cannot be replaced. Uh, no. and to, to bring someone else in would, would just be insulting in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know what they're going to do. That's, Marvel Studios is really good about figuring that out though. So I, yeah. I'm confident in whatever it is, it'll be, it'll be right. It'll be done right. Oh yeah. 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 Well, well, just like you said, we're going to be a whole, whole lot of nerding out today. Yeah. Uh, so, so <laughs> next up is comics books. How are yeah. you on your comic book knowledge? Have I'm you, have you always been a collector? Like, like Fensler? No. Like, no? No, so it's a funny story. It's kind of kind of a reverse. I guess it's, it's, it also goes with the time frame of, of what I grew up in, right. in my age. I'm 29 years old. I have to think about it all the time. <laughs> uh, I'm 29 years old. I grew up in the 90s. I grew yeah. up on Batman the Animated Series, uh, the Ninja Turtles cartoon, yeah. uh, Spider-Man cartoon, the X-Men cartoon. So it was a lot of cartoons. Right. It's what got me into superheroes. Yeah. Um, I was very cautious to say I was a comic book nerd because I didn't really enjoy reading comic books that much. I liked the movies. I liked the cartoons. I liked the video games. I liked all the theories surrounding these things, but I never really read comic books very much. Right. Um, up until maybe a year or two ago is when I really started to get into, I had read a few comics. I was a big Walking Dead fan. So when I found it, it was based on a comic book. Yeah, I was like, like oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I read the, um, they have, I think that there may be, I think there, I know there's at least three compendiums with the collections of uh, the Walking Dead comics. And right. I really got into those. I read two of the compendiums. I mean, they're, they're like this thick, so it takes right. a while. Right. <laughs> um, it does. You know, and I'm a slow reader. Even with a comic book, I'm a very slow reader. Really? Um, I read those for a while. Um I am currently reading uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, DC, okay. the special, you know, yeah. uh, comic book event. But I, I'd, I'd say that I started really getting into wanting to read comics and collect comic books um, because of Alex Ross. I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Ross, the artist. I'm not. Um, but he does a lot of like variant covers for special uh, comic book series um i I wish uh, there is a comic i believe that has like each illustration was drawn by him but a lot of times he just does the covers and then the other artwork is just normal comic book artwork by whoever normally does right Um, but they're very realistic and he uses a lot of actual people as references so like he you know in the 90s he referenced uh for for fun again bear with me everybody i'm a huge (laughs) nerd when it comes to this kind of stuff um, I can't retain a lot of knowledge about anything else except for music and uh, really nerdy uh, superhero things. Right, so, exactly. Um, but in the in the 90s, there was a comic book run, an X-Men comic book run. I can't remember the, the title, but uh, Alex Ross did the cover of it, and he actually referenced um, uh, uh, what's his name from Star Trek? Uh, played Pro- Professor Xavier, bald guy. Oh, um, um uh, 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 Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Um, so he referenced Patrick Stewart a lot. Sorry, I'm going to plug in my... Uh, one second. Okay. Forgot to plug in the computer. Oh, no. They wanted to die on me. Yeah. Um, so he referenced Patrick Stewart for his portrayal of uh, 
uh, Charles Xavier, Professor X, mm-hmm. um, for a comic book run that took place in like 94. This is like years before the movie came out. So it's cool that even after the comic book run where uh, Patrick Stewart was referenced as Charles Xavier, he actually became Charles Xavier. Uh, and it, it, a lot of that was due to Alex Ross and his uh, portrayal of him. So the uh, I started collecting because I was like, I love the visual of classic comic book covers. So mm-hmm. now I'm, you know, I want to go to comic book conventions. I, whenever they start doing those again, I want to yeah. go to comic book stores. I want to look for special covers. Um, uh, we have a comic book wall in our living room um, with a few of my favorite ones just put up old Batman comics, Avengers mm-hmm. comics, the first appearance of Spider-Man, you know, things yeah, like that. Right. Um, so, and, uh, but what we're talking about today with music involved in it. So now you're, t- now you're taking one thing that I'm very, I'm very passionate about music and have been for forever. Right. And something that I'm now starting to get more, uh, involved in and kind of diving into and that's the world of comic books Um, and merging the two in a way that's just so perfect i I love it Uh i'm so excited to talk about it today because i've been collecting comics since i was like 10 or 12 or so yeah and i have like a lot of comics back in my house back back in something where my mom's i think is and i had like first appearances like ghost rider and the death the death of uh of, of captain america I've even got an Assassin's Creed, which is a, which is a middle game. They they did a comic book of that, but I remember having two comics of of, of well, they're music comics. I had one of Guns N' Roses, ooh, and then yeah. I had the ACDC book, you know, comic book. Oh yeah, okay. But they're but they're nothing like graphic novels. They were just plain old regular, um, you know, the little slim books. It's great. Yeah. So. I I found it amazing that uh that you that you were able to find all these great uh, bands that have graphic novels. So yeah, and, it, and we're only scratching the surface, my yes. friend. Yes, we are. We yeah. could go on. We could do a whole separate show just talking about comic books and music. Like honestly, it there is so much to unpack here. Right. Um, you know, we've yeah. got the time to do it today. Thankfully, um, we're not uh, you know tied down to like an hour span we're gonna we're gonna be able to talk about these that but i encourage everybody to go in there and and really look up some stuff uh try to get an idea of um of of what we're talking about today we've got a lot of visuals um up here that we're gonna discuss right um so so if you you go to youtube.com slash when words film music speaks you can see what we're showing you right now absolutely like you said yeah. we have a lot of visuals so it's it, yeah it, these it, are these are these are like the the covers i think that's one thing that really draws me i know it draws a lot of people but it's something i i love I, I love a good album cover i love a good uh movie poster and i love a a good uh comic book cover so right. like things like this that stand out to me makes me it makes me want to go read it despite the story may suck but i want to read it because it just looks cool right yeah exactly but but before we do this what happened on this day because i know that's your that's your little baby and you wouldn't talk about that so let's do that first all right i've got a few uh few notes here for uh things that have happened on this day march 29th yes um rolling stone mick jagger back in 1966 he injured himself during a gig in i believe i'm saying this right marseille 
uh, in southern France after a fan threw a chair on the stage, and uh, Jagger required eight stitches in the cut. Um, more notoriously, in uh, March on March 29th of 1967, a year later, working at Abbey Road Studios, the Beatles finished recording "Good Morning, Good Morning." Uh, then they started working on a new song with a little help from my friends. Probably, it's probably one of my, that's probably my favorite Beatles song, no doubt. I didn't know that. Uh, I, I could have sworn Joe Cocker. I mean, that's a that's a Okay, yeah. But I, but I think Joe Cocker brought it to life, you know more. Oh yeah. You know, it's you know it's. It's all subjective, though. <laughs> well, and, and we've talked about it in Cover Wars. So like that's a cover song, so we can yeah, probably, yeah. Doing, doing a cover and making it your own or making completely it better. redoing it, yeah. it, that's a huge risk. A lot of it, people are very passionate about Beatles music, so for is. Joe Cocker to take Especially that Especially Allie. Allie's a good Beatles fan. She, <laughs> she, does love, she, she does love Joe Cocker's version. Good, great, because I was like, that, that, that was my next question is, does she love Joe Cocker? Yeah. yeah, she does love that version of it. Um, I loved it, too, because it was the theme song for The Wonder Years, which yes. I used to watch a yes, lot of. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but it was originally called uh, Bad Finger Boogie. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, but they recorded uh, 10 takes of the rhythm track and then Ringo overdubbed a double-tracked lead vocal. That's right. Um, he did sing, didn't he? Yeah. I, I, yep. I he forgot he did. Yeah, yeah. um, and then uh, in 1969, um, uh, mm. actually, I'm going to skip right over that one. Okay. We'll edit that out. Okay. Um, here we go. There we go. Okay, sorry. Um, so in 1975, LaBelle uh, went to uh, number one in the U.S. singles charts with Lady Marmalade. Mm. Uh, the group's only number one British act, All Saints, had a U.K. Uh, number one with the song in 1998 as well. Um, but uh, so made also like made a huge comeback. Uh, yeah, in, like early 2000s. Yeah, that's a that's Patty LaBelle's group, right? I believe, I believe uh, so. Yeah, Labelle. Um, yeah, well, well, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, see, that's another cover song we can we can t- 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 oh, yeah, later on. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, because they did it with with Pink, Maya, Eve, Christina Aguilar, and one more person, L- Little Kim. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little Kim and and Missy Elliott. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. So, um, so that's another. Um, that's another song we can probably cover. We'll have to do that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then in uh, 1975, Led Zeppelin saw all six of their albums in the U.S. Top 100 chart in the same week. Nice. <laughs> How did that, that even happen? Uh, alongside their latest album, Physical Graffiti, at number one. Physical Graffiti has now been certified 16 times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America um, for U.S. sales in excess of 16 million copies. So Okay, so wait, wait, wait. So how many copies do you have to sell to be, like, on like Michael Jackson and uh, Whoa, like like he's yeah. diamond, right? Yeah, he got uh, to the diamond tier, thriller, right? Yeah, Thriller and I think I think and Bad right. uh, went went diamond. And I think I could have sworn this the other day, but I saw that that the Eagles surpassed Michael Jackson's. Ooh, did they really? With well, I, well, technically, you can't claim it because it's like a greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's gonna. I mean, I so it's not. I, 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 I could still consider Michael Jackson's to be, you know, above all all other yeah. people. So yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then in 1980, Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon" spent its 303rd week on the U.S. album chart, beating the record set by Carole King's 1971 album, uh, Tapestry. 
Uh, the album remained in the U.S. Billboard charts for 741 discontinuous weeks from 1973 to 1988, longer than any other album in chart history. After moving to the Billboard Top Pop catalog uh, chart, the album notched up a further 759 weeks and reached a total of over 1,500 weeks uh, on the combined charts by May of 2006, rightfully so, because Dark Side of the, of the Moon is an amazing album. I still got to watch that in the Wizard of, of Oz. I still haven't yeah. done that yet. So. Um, in 2001, Brian Wilson uh, of Beach Boys fame was honored in a three-hour tribute at New York's Radio City Music Hall. Uh, guest performances included Billy Joel, Paul Simon, the Go-Go's, and the trio of Carly Simon, David Crosby, and Jimmy Webb. Uh, also singing Beach Boys songs were Anne and Nancy Wilson, uh, Elton John, and Amy Mann. Uh, Brian Wilson took himself uh, uh, himself joined in the fun when he took the stage for the final three songs Barbara Ann, Surfing USA and Fun 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 all, gr- uh, all great songs you know all great songs Barbara Ann is probably my favorite well Kokomo is my favorite uh, yeah um, well, Beach, Beach Boy song Kokomo Beach Boy song yep Kokomo sure. yeah so um, one day we'll have to do an episode on uh music and serial killers oh, God. You want to get into something else that i like invest a lot of time learning about is uh true crime right um but uh we're getting more recent here and then we'll wrap up this little segment but uh uh in uh 2017 george michael's funeral took place three months after his sudden death uh at the age of 53 three months after he died uh mm. at, the, at the age of 53 his family uh said that a small private ceremony was attended by family and close uh, friends the coroner's verdict on Michael's death only came uh, three weeks before his funeral. Um, tests were ordered because an initial post-mortem examination was <clears throat> inconclusive. Mm. RIP to George Michael. Yeah. Um, and then finally here, uh, the last one for today, in uh, very recent, last year, uh, Grammy-winning country music star Joe Diffie died at the age of 61 from complications of COVID-19. Uh, Diffie charted 35 singles on the Billboard Hot uh, Country Songs chart, five of which peaked at number one. Um, he also co-wrote songs for Holly Dunn, Tim McGraw, and Jody Messina, and recorded with Mary Chapin Carpenter, George Jones, and Marty Stewart. R.I.P. Joe Diffie. I remember yeah. when that happened. I'm going to call that BS because I because I, I knew that he had stage four cancer, so that that mm. COVID stuff didn't really because yeah. every because last year everybody died because of COVID, and that's certainly not correct. So I'm going to call the total BS on that. Yeah, it's so, a it's a it's a tricky thing, man. Yeah, yeah, because he was he had stage four, like I think lung cancer or some some kind of cancer. Like that, that. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. So. Uh, and and if he did contract COVID, uh, I'm sure that there were complications. Well, yeah, yeah, but he didn't die just because of COVID, though. You know, so. but he was he was definitely sick before he got COVID. Right, uh, right. Don't mention that a lot. No, uh, no, because <laughs> because yeah. because I, I heard that uh, if uh, if someone dies of COVID, hospitals get paid a lot more. Some, you know. I've heard that too. Yeah, so I've heard that too. Yeah, so we're going to dispel that that rumor right now, <laughs> and I just did. So okay, you cool. heard it here first. There you go. Yep, you heard it here first. So, so let's get into it, man. Let's, yeah, dude. Let's, let's let's talk. Let's nerd out a little bit. Let's let's really right. get into this. So let um, me bring up the uh, the little screen right here, and then we can get going. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll kind of kick off this little part here. But if you want to read our um read about our first comic book here um there's no doubt that the music industry and the world of comic books greatly influence each other over and over and over and over and over again 
Uh, what's even more fun is when those two worlds collide and people like James and myself can really geek out about this kind of stuff. Right. Um, but here's a look at some graphic novels that are written by some very notable bands. And again, we're only scratching the surface today. If you really want to take a look at uh, what kind of graphic novels and comic books are out there involving some of your favorite musicians, um, Z2 Comics is a great page on Facebook that, uh, that publishes a lot of these great stories. Um, they have you know, stuff from like... Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, and there's a Jimmy Eat World one that's coming out now. Right. So it's just this long and I, list. And I do have the uh, website for uh, Z2 to ready to roll. So after we do all, yeah. all these, we can show them how you know how much more this sure. goes in depth because I'm I'm loving the 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 combination between music and book, comic books. That's that's still my favorite yeah. thing for a long time. So sure, absolutely. On your screen, you'll see the Ghost of Ohio. Yeah, so, so, cool. so, so while Andy Black's second solo album focused on his experience growing up in Southwest Ohio, uh, the accompanying the accompanying comic uh, tells the tale of a ghost uh, protagonist who backtracks his own mysterious death, uh, unraveling themes of love, death, and retribution. The ghost's journey through various characters and attempts to find his way back to life. Yeah. Andy so, Black of, uh, uh, Blackville Brides. Okay. Fame, yeah. Um, came out with this really cool looking comic book and an interesting story about, uh, trying to, uh, figure out who killed you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which I mean, really yeah. Which I, I, mean, think I, I really want, I really want to read this. Yeah. Um, Seems like a really cool concept. Yes. Um, and, and the artwork is amazing. Yeah, the artwork is incredible. Yeah. I'm not a huge Blackville Brides fan. I'm not either, to be honest with you. Um, but I you do know. respect them, you know, in, in all yeah, that they accomplished. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm all for people. I know that Andy Black is really involved with uh, film as well. He's got one movie that's out. I believe there's like another series or like a web series or a movie or something like that he's coming out with. Um, pretty soon, American Satan, I think, was the name of the first oh, movie, and then something like that. <laughs> yeah, cool because it's got a lot of like a lot of other musicians from bands that are involved uh, with his movies and have like cameo appearances. So, right, you know, that's that's really cool. Yeah, cool. Okay, uh, you want to um, take the next one? Yeah, I'll take the next one here. Uh, this is uh, the Twisted Tales of the Riddling Club. Um, for those of you who are not really familiar with Youngblood's music, uh, he's he's an up and comer. Um, I I don't know a lot about his solo stuff. I can probably name you one or two of his solo songs, but he does a lot yeah. of collaborations with uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Um, he w he had a big part in Machine Gun Kelly's most recent pop punk album. Um, Youngblood works with Travis Barker a lot. Yeah. Um, Youngblood had an a, an appearance on the newest bring me the horizon album Ooh. on a song called obey that's really really good yeah and it just shows you how you know uh versatile this guy is he can go from the pop punk sound and stuff to you know things a little bit more heavy don't quote me on this i know bring me the horizon has changed a lot but if things are a little <laughs> bit more heavy like yeah. bring me the horizon that track is heavy i will i will give him that um but yeah so apparently youngblood also has a graphic novel called the twisted tales of the riddling <laughs> club um, so it lures in uh, uh, readers into its wicked dystopian fantasy. Ooh. The plot centers on the pupils of Blackheart's boarding school where Youngblood, um, so not only did he write it, he stars in it, 
where he runs the infamous Rid uh, Ritalin Club. Strict rules are enforced at the institution, and failure failure to comply results in execution. Mm. Not uh, you don't get kicked out of school; you die. You die. Uh, yeah, uh, interesting. I also think that would be a really fun read. Uh, seems like a really cool concept for a uh, comic book, graphic novel, if you will. Right. Um, mm. I also went to a very strict school where if you did not comply, then you were executed. Oh well, that's that's enlightening, <laughs> right? You were so, spiritually executed. Yes. Just, yes. Well, just kidding. I don't know if that's a good thing or well, that's not a good thing. You die. School. That's, yeah. all I, that's all I'm going to say. It was a very strict school. <laughs> right. So before we get into the next book, which is Orchid, Ooh, yeah. have have you ever played uh, Nintendo Wrestling way back when? Way back in the day, yes, yeah. sir, I did. Tell me that doesn't look like Starman. It does. It does. It, it, does. Does. <laughs> it does. Absolutely. That's a great yep. game for anybody who plays Nintendo. It pick up. Uh, I think it was just called Pro Wrestling. It didn't have any other things that it just Pro yeah, Wrestling. Yeah, I don't know if it was like WWE, if it was whatever. Right. I think okay. it was called Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So every everybody and their mother likes. Rage Against the Machine, if you're highly political, you know, this is your yeah. band, right? They're very, yeah. very, very political. This uh, book was written by Tom Morello, the guitarist of Rage Against the Machine. So, Audio Slave, Prophets of Rage, yes. all those bands. Great, Just great. Tom Morello, incredible guitarist. Great bands, great bands. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, written, by Tom, written by Rage Against the Machine's Tom Morello. Orchid explains the the so so uh, so uh, I can't pronounce that word. Societal 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 collapse of a future dystopian world, and from the eyes of the orchid, a sixteen-year-old prostitute. Wow. Whoops. Right. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> Morello introduced us to a crumbling post-apocalyptic society. Where the rich harvest on the poor, which is true to nowadays. Yeah. Uh, and the helpless are left to fend for themselves. Amanda Mayhem, Orchid learns her, her self worth and the horrors of political corruption. Yeah, I don't. It's, I, it, I, it, hmm. it sounds like it could have starred uh, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah. Well, the background soundtrack could, you know, easily, you yeah. know, build us in. Yeah, no doubt, man. That, that, but it also doesn't sound too far off from what we live in these days either. No. With the, it, it's not necessarily post-apocalyptic. You still get the rich harvesting off the poor and the helpless right. are left to fend for themselves. But I wonder who, why he took, like, from a, the, from the eyes of a 16-year-old prostitute. That's, it's, that's, it, yeah, interesting. That's intriguing. Ooh, yeah, I've never... I love a lot of Dark Horse comics, though. They do a great yes. job with more, like adult themed comic books uh because comic books are not just for kids you can no. find some really great interesting stories uh from the world of of like adult readers too uh and uh, dark horse is really good about that right um, so that that's also another one i would love to check out yeah this next one however Skill is something it. i don't really care to check out and i will tell you why um because i'm not a fan of skillet i used to be I'm not a fan of Skillet anymore. I'm sorry for those of you who are fans of Skillet. Is I know it, that you think just, just because is I that because of the most recent uh, thing that you said? Yeah, he's just. I think that uh, I'm not sure what he's saying. So can you like? Well, I think that John Cooper is just really full of himself to begin with. John Cooper is the singer, right? Here's the thing. I will tell you that I I get 
I'm usually right when I have an opinion about somebody <laughs> if something hasn't come out yet, right? Right. So, and I'm I'm always this way with any type of um, Christian figure, okay? Right. So, Skillet being a very popular Christian hard rock band, yes, who I've seen live, and there are some songs that I do like by them. However, I would not consider myself a Skillet fan anymore, okay? Because John Cooper has made the most recent we talk about this a lot on um not religious in fact we did a whole episode about john cooper um go check that out uh but we talked about john cooper and his see all right so there was uh there's been a lot of musicians christian musicians recently who have renounced their faith and they have said i listen i don't i just i don't believe in god anymore i don't believe Mm -hmm. in the the music that i used to write that was about god i just you know that that's that's not who i am anymore Mm -hmm. And with a certain amount of respect, you have to just say, okay, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, not chastise them like John Cooper did where he gets, you know, he gets really full. I've always thought the guy was full of himself. I took look one at, look at him in concert and I was like, this guy n- thinks he's the bomb. And uh, so he, you know, he gets on his social media platforms and he starts calling out, not by name, but calling out these, Christian musicians who are now renouncing their faith and he's saying they were never truly saved to begin with. Wow. Uh, this, there's a, uh, <laughs> you know, this current generation is just yada, 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 whatever. Yeah. So like very, very hard instead of being supportive, he's very like, he, he cut them down really bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I personally don't care for John Cooper anymore. I'm yeah. not a fan of skillet anymore. Um, and, uh, I've, I've always kind of felt like that there was something off about that guy. Not like controversial in the sense of like, you know, your normal controversies you hear about the the singer was sleeping with whoever, you know, what those types of things. I just always thought he was kind of douchey and I was right. (laughs) So after all that, I was like, yep. Uh, every, every single premonition I had about the guy confirmed. Yeah. Um, go ahead go ahead i'm sorry yeah i don't think i i i, I don't think i've ever saw skelly before i have seen skinny puppy which is totally you know more mm-hmm. of a better kind of music than skillet yeah yeah he's yeah and you know he's got his his side project that he does that i actually thought was pretty good uh there's one song in particular that kind of sounds like slipknot which i thought was very interesting hmm. um i can't remember the name of the song but um <laughs> I just, after all this stuff, John Cooper is just not one of my favorite people. Yeah. Um, we really get into that uh, discussion of of John Cooper on that Not Religious episode. Go check that yeah, out. Check it out. Um, uh, but featuring all four members of Skillet, Eden follows John and Corey Cooper uh, on their quest to save their family and their town. Joined by bandmates Jen Ledger. I love a, a good female drummer. By the way, I will give Jen Ledger every bit of credit that she oh, yeah. is due. She is yeah. an incredible drummer, yeah. uh, 100%, um, despite my thoughts on John <laughs> Cooper. Uh, and Seth Morrison, the hard rock quartet, venture through desolate wastelands in the fallen cities of Tennessee in search of hope, redemption, and answers. So mm, okay. there's Christian tie-ins there. You know, that's cool if you're into that. Like that's, you know, I know not everybody feels the same way about that type of stuff, but yeah. Um, the co- the the artwork, as you can see, is incredible. Like I, I love the artwork; yeah. it, it it looks amazing. Um, I'm just not a fan of skilled anymore. Right. But yeah. anyway, well, well, what you just read doesn't sound to me to, to me. It doesn't sound like a good a, a good book to sit down with. I don't know. Yeah. A common theme with a lot of these bands is they do the whole 
post-apocalyptic thing. I mean, the, all the stories we've just read about just about like, or just now, like a lot of them are post-apocalyptic, uh, apocalyptic, uh, dystopia, whatever, what have you. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. So it's a very common theme. <laughs> yeah, right. So are you a fan of baby metal? I, I don't know if I'm a fan of baby metal because I can't name you any other songs. I know that they gained a lot of followers and recognition because they stood out because they were three Japanese ladies right, yeah. that sing in this band. Right. Um, and they did a lot of collaboration in a heavy metal band that did a lot of collaborations with Jonathan Davis from Korn. Yes, um, and so and they, that's all and, I can tell you though. And they sung with uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest. He really, really back back uh, took their backs on him, you know. Sure, but um, I personally love the actual band. I'm not too fond of the singing. I don't know why. It's just that it, it doesn't yeah, doesn't I mean, appeal to me that much. Cool. But that's okay though, you know. Yeah. But whatever um, you're into, whatever you're not into. They have a good song called Karate that I think you should check out. You know, because because okay. the music is all there. You know, yeah. the, sing- the singing goes with the music. Sure. You know, but then, the, like I said before, I'm not a big fan of the of the of the singers. You know, no, yeah. nothing against them, but I just that doesn't register with me. But sure. is this pronounced apocryphic? Uh, uh, apocrypha. Uh, apocrypha. Thank you. Yeah. Because that's a hard word to say. <laughs> it is. It's Ap- spelled a little strange, but apocrypha. Yes. Okay, so apocrypha unveils the epic timeline of the baby metal universe and their under long fought battle between the vulture god the premise is centered around on the metal trio finding the world uh, antagonistic forces and descendants of the fox god that's that's who they believe in the the fox god yeah traveling through uh different time periods to conquer evil and save the world, so this is a good feeling book, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and the uh, and they took the fox god because that's it, it, I, uh, it's it's kind of weird because that's I guess that's their gimmick. It's the fox god that you know they they they, they believe in the fox god. Sure. And some of their um some of their interviews, if if the interviewer brings up the fox god, they do weird stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. So it's You're really into it. Hey, oh yeah, yeah, big time. But that's good, you know, because because yeah. I think that every every band should should uh should be more creative, I guess, and yeah. just stick out more than others. Yeah. So ba- take your, you know, take your art seriously. But yeah, I have you all have to completely submerge yourself in it. Right, and yeah. I have all the respect of baby metal that I have, you know, because I mean, there's yeah. three young. Well, not young anymore, but fe- yeah. females that that just overtook the 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 metal genre by by storm, and I highly, sure. highly, highly respect them for that. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, so Tom DeLonge made a I don't know if he actually Indeed. did the artwork, but he wrote this. Yeah. Um. So the uh, strange times, the curse of Superstition Mountain, um, is the uh. This one, this cover in particular is the Ghost and the Girl, but the Strange Time series is uh, definitely something that uh, Tom DeLonge is passionate about. Um, he's it, he loves aliens. Uh, <laughs> he, he loves aliens to the point that he left Blink One Eighty Two to pursue alien research. Um, mm. But uh, you know, with his To the Stars Academy stuff, but uh, Tom DeLonge of Blink One Eighty Two, Boxcar Racer, Angels and Airways, the whole you know, you know all his bands. Right, um, my favorite band ever. 
Uh, Tom DeLonge's obsession with aliens and the cosmos is made apparent with his adventurous enterprise in To the Stars Academy um, and the Secret Machines series. Um, putting his conspiracy-ridden galactic affinities aside, Strange Times, The Curse of Superstition Mountain is a fun comic about kids documenting paranormal activities with plenty of DeLong's classic profane humor and hilarity. Basically, dick jokes. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read this series yet, so I'm not, I'm not confident in well, that. Well, that makes sense because Blink-182 did talk a lot about they had a lot of dick jokes in <laughs> right? About sexual relations with dogs, mm. uh, with grandfathers. What have you? Yeah. Um, all but, jokes, people. All jokes. All jokes. All jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they wrote some very serious songs, um, yeah. which are uh, I think is so funny. Looking back at their catalog of music, they have just like the early days. Like the the some of the tracks are just hilarious, and then they have like really serious songs, like Adam Song and Stay Together for the Kids and things like that. That's centered around like suicide and like divorce and these really serious, heavy themes that they. You know things like that, but right. um. So I'm gonna let you take this next one because you okay. said you had a uh, like a something to yeah. show us too. Yeah, absolutely. It's about uh, this, so we're gonna talk about the Umbrella Academy real quick. Yes. Um, I'm gonna take this one because I'm a I. This is something that I have recently dove into. Um, surrounding Gerard Way, I love My Chemical Romance. Definitely mm-hmm. one of my favorite bands. Now that I'm getting into comic books, I am also. Uh, collecting these bad boys right here. Let me get this on the screen. Yeah, back, back it up some. There, yeah, there we go. There yeah. we go. Uh, this is the. This is actually the third compendium of the uh, Umbrella Academy. Um, oh, nice. I've, yeah. I've read the first two. I haven't started this one yet. Right. Um, I love the Umbrella Academy. It is now a you know Netflix series that's really good as well. Um, also put out by Dark Horse Comics that does the Orchid um, series. But uh, yeah, from the genius mind of Gerard Way, the Umbrella Academy uh, first made its debut in 2007 with Apocalypse Suite, introducing the fascinating story of a dysfunctional superhero family, kind of like the X-Men. Yeah. Um, but they're actually a family. Right. Um, over the years, the comic book series gained a cult following among fans and the MC Army, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, leading to a Netflix adaptation in 2009. And then uh, Dark Horse Comics announced a card game based on the series uh, via a Kickstarter campaign launching early 2020. I mm. don't know if that happened because COVID ruined everything. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's still a thing, but I would love to get my hands on some uh, uh, some cards based on the Umbrella Academy. Um. Just to tell you a little bit about the Umbrella Academy, this isn't in my notes. This is all from my head because right. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, th- it, there was like one particular day in uh, in this story. By the way, he was writing this uh, during the um, uh, the writing process, the recording, the touring process of the Black Parade. Just to give you the time frame of, okay. of when Gerard Way was really into this. Yeah. Um, but you know, there, there was all these children that were born on the same day around the world at the same exact time from mothers who weren't expecting like it just all of a sudden they were just you know one minute they're having a conversation like you and i are and then 30 seconds later they're giving birth like it just it happened that quick wow so there's this guy um who has a lot of money he's very crazy rich kind of a professor x figure kind Um, of like a bill gates yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he goes yeah. around the world and he starts like collecting these children that were born on this day. He's like, "I'll take the baby." So he raises them. He trains them to be superheroes. They become uh, like this 
team called the Umbrella Academy, right. um, you know, as kids. Then the story kind of like jumps forward, you know, several years. They're more uh, Advanced, adult. Yeah. They're coming back. They're like reuniting after their father figure passes away. Mm. Um, and they have to stop the ending of the world. Okay. Um, and a very cool concept. I don't know if you've ever watched the Netflix show. Man, with me, I watch shows over and over and over again. I'm just yeah. that kind of guy. So, so yeah. I am definitely going to get around to the Umbrella Academy, though. For, for, yeah, for it's sure. great. Yeah. It, it's a great series. Um, Allie really loved it, too. I told her the concept. I was like, you know the guy from My Chemical Romance? He wrote this comic <laughs> well, book. Yeah. You know? Um, again, my useless music knowledge just coming in to play yeah, that's there. What, but, that's, uh, that's what this so in addition is to the Umbrella Academy, though, just to talk about it a little bit, Gerard Way and Sean Simon collaborated for The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys, a 2013 comic book limited series published by Dark Horse also. Mm. Um, the series serves as a sequel to the My Chemical Romance album Danger Days, the, future, uh, the True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys, focusing on the followers of the original Killjoys as they try to fight against the tyrannical megacorporation Better Living Industry. So to like total fan service Gerard Way's like this is the last album that My Chemical Romance put out he did a it, it was a concept album that he turned into a uh, comic book sequel tie-in to the to the album really cool um, but uh, you know in addition to this Gerard Way also contributed to so many DC and Marvel comic books he was an intern at Marvel for a long time um, including titles uh, for known series like Doom Patrol and Spider-Man right um, he's had a lot his brother has a lot of uh uh comic book uh tie-ins as well he's they they all they both kind of work together with different companies on that um but i was listening to the wizard and the bruiser podcast they were talking <laughs> about my chemical romance and I, I reviewed it this morning while i was uh cooking breakfast just to kind of get these ideas and uh notes fresh in my head yeah gerard way was uh really into writing comic books and being you know involved with marvel and things like that um he this is before my chemical romance ever started uh he actually had an idea that he was going to pitch to cartoon network about a tv show uh that uh sounds like it actually could have been pretty good um the day of the 9-11 attacks so Ooh. like the 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 sit down interview that they were supposed to do for this big pitch idea got right. scrapped yeah, 9-11 yeah, yeah. um you know and uh gerard way kind of took that time to be like you know what i'm looking around i'm seeing destruction everywhere people are dying people are in shock they're worried uh and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna quit this and i'm gonna pursue music so he wrote the song uh turnstiles and skylines uh and uh or skylines and turnstiles I can't remember the name of it. it's on the first my chemical romance album yeah um, started the band shortly after that turned into what they are today which is a great great band you know wonderful band yeah but he still does you know he still does the umbrella academy um i believe there's still some new editions of the killjoys okay uh, the fabulous killjoy stories that are still coming out um i'm not sure i, I haven't read those yet I'd love to, um, but uh, yeah. I was one of those people where uh, you know I loved three Tre three cheers for sweet revenge. I loved the black parade, and then I did not really care for danger days. And I was like, this is how they're going to go out, really? <laughs> really. Until I listened to it again, now I love it. I think it's a great album. Um, tons of great yeah. songs. Is that their comeback album, or or are they back? No, yet? They haven't even no. done a comeback album yet. Oh, okay. So they, they announced that they were reforming on yeah. Halloween. Yeah, because I heard that. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because I heard it around like this is great for you know for yeah. for the many of the fans that they have. Yeah. yeah. 2019 they were like on halloween they're like yep we're back and then they did like one reunion show they had this whole tour plan and again covid screwed it all up so um i don't know what the plan is for come more. on 2021 right 2021 dude let's look let's get back to doing some shows i, I need go. to go see this band yeah. um but yeah cool cool well blake welcome home buddy <laughs> if you don't know who coheed and coheed Coheed and Cambria, you do need to reevaluate your music history, your, your life, because these guys are awesome. Okay, so incredible. So, the Armory Wars is an ongoing series of science fiction, comic books, and novels, which is what this is, right? Yeah. So, uh, created by Coheed and Cambria's frontman Claudio Sanchez, and published by Evil Inc. Comics. Uh, the name of the name also refers to a fictional conflict at the center of the story, which is told across the published works, and is also a, the primary focus of most of the band's music. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's based on their out their comic books are based on their albums, which all of their albums are concept albums. Right, which is great. One of them. Yeah. Which, um, and they have they have comic book tie-ins to each album. I need to read all of these and need, to the albums while I'm reading it. I've got to do it. Right. Well, well apparently there's only two volumes, so you can keep it up easily. Yeah. So absolutely. year year of the Black Rainbow and Second Stage Turbine a Blade narrates the struggle of Coheed, uh, Kilanon, and Cambria, uh, Kilanon yeah. against Willem Ryan. The Supreme Tribe Mage, uh, who launches a war campaign, war campaign, with the intended goal to rule over Heaven's Fence. Yeah, that seems pretty hard to do. You know what I've heard is that it it's very similar to the story of Star Wars. Okay, okay, uh, so perfect. If you're a fan of Star Wars, the storylines are very similar. Right, and. uh that immediately drew me in. I love the artwork. The, the oh my god, yeah. the, the cover right there um, for Good Apollo. I, I also love that album. Um, so, yeah. uh, which is the one that features "Welcome Home"? There you go. <laughs> so, uh, the story arcs and keeping secrets of Silent Earth three, Good Apollo. I'm Burning Star. Is that four? Four. Yeah. Yeah. So volume one, Fear from Through the Eyes of Madness. And That's good. one title. That is all one title. Good Apollo. Oh. I'm Burning Star Four, Volume One, from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. That is the title of one. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. So I yeah. okay. So excuse me, all, but there you go. <laughs> there yeah, you go. It, it's 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 yeah. so long and right. absurd, but uh. So they took a step back and said, Volume Two was No World for Tomorrow. Yeah, so, Good Apollo. Yeah, Volume Two title, is Good Apollo and Burning Star. Short 4, title right? is the second one, but it's fine because yeah. you know. Okay, so. Volume two is No World for Tomorrow. Focus on the heroic journey of Claudio uh, Kilanon, uh, son of Coheed and Cambria, uh, and his journey to assume the mantle of the crowning, foretold savior of Heaven's Fence. Star Wars. That's awesome. Star Wars. Boom. Star Wars. There's a Star Wars reference right there. It's basically the start. The uh, basically the Star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which so. which makes sense because I mean. Star Wars is like they should uh, adapt this into a, like a like a like a movie or something. This sounds yeah, really really I, awesome. There were talks about that. I yeah. think 
who was it? Somebody, Mark Wahlberg maybe was interested in bringing that into like either a series for HBO or making it into a movie or something. Mark Wahlberg had something to do with it. Mm. Um, he was working with Claudio Sanchez. Uh, I, again, I don't know where that stands. I'm pretty sure COVID had something to do with it. Um, as it re- ruined everything last yeah. year, but um, I would love to see this uh, in a oh, yeah. live action. Yeah. I don't think Mark Wahlberg could act in this. No, yeah, but a, I think he's, he's a great. He's a fairly good actor. Don't get me wrong, but sure. but but I think he wasn't like what Transformers. Transformers, yep, he and, was. Yeah, and he just did not not do it for me, dude. I, I don't. Yeah. But I, I love Transformers all with all my heart, so it's kind of hard to impress me with any. Yeah. Anything. I so. think he played Jim Morrison though in a movie. Yes, he did. I think that. yeah. And, uh, um, and then you can't forget about the Funky Bunch. Right, right. But um, feel it, feel it. but my all-time favorite movie that he started in was uh, Rockstar. Rockstar, I can't, yeah. I cannot get enough of that movie. Yeah. That's a that's a loosely true version of um of Ripper Owens from the mm-hmm. band Judas Priest. How he got yeah. he got started. What's so right. happier that that they that they did that? You know, so yeah, they did they did that uh, without permission. Oof. I guess so. Uh, the fifth Beatle, to my to my uh, to my knowledge, is Pete Best. Their their yeah. first drummer, right? So I yeah, guess this but, is all uh, about yeah. him. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about now is like graphics that graphic novels that are it just like about bands. What we talked right. about before was written by musicians and bands that you like. Right. This is more just stories about some bands. If you're you know learning if you want to learn about you know cool stories surrounding you know, fictional or they're, they're real uh surrounding your your uh your favorite bands here this one seems really interesting the fifth beetle um i would like to read this i'm sure Alan oh, yeah. Loved yeah. as well. um do you want to tell us about this one or do you want me to read sure. this one i'll tell you about it because because I, I love the beetles in my in my really? in the in the instagram post uh like four or five weeks ago i i uh Told you what I bought, and I bought some uh, like a uh, five albums of the Beatles. Yeah, so I can't get enough of this of, of this band. Yeah, like, rightfully so, it means so much to me. So the fifth Beatle, in which you're seeing right here on your screen, yeah, uh, is a graphic novel by writer v- Vivek Tyrewiry. Tyrewiry. T i w a r y. Right. No. And artist Andrew Robinson and cartoonist Cobb Kyle Baker. Um, it debuted in Italy as part of the 10th anniversary of the country's Rolling Stone magazine and was published by Dark Horse Comics in November 2013. Yeah. So, not a lot about, not a lot of information there. It just told yeah. us who wrote it and everything. But yeah. the, the fifth Beatle was um, Pete Best, which was the original drummer before they got Ringo Starr. Right. Yeah. So so I so my my thought is it's all about him and yeah right because <laughs> I yeah, I don't what, know because I don't have the uh, yeah yeah uh, I think it's I think this is more around uh, they call it the Brian Epstein story I believe it's a fictional character it may be a real I, I'm not really sure um, I don't know too much about this it just seems really cool yeah. nice uh, a nice little comic book uh, fan service to those of us who know a lot about the Beatles or love comic books so. Uh, this would be interesting. Yeah. This next one, though, 
this one is definitely something that I, I've got to get my hands on if I can. Yes, because, um, okay, so I am definitely going to take this because this is your favorite yeah. brand. <laughs> yeah, Hornos is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Archie meets the Ramones uh, when the Archie's tank at the Riverdale High Battle of the Bands, a magical twist of fate sends them hurtling into the past um, and face to face with none other than the Ramones. Can yes. the legendary punks get the, the Archies to realize their own rock and roll potential and find their way home? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll be a Blitzkrieg bop uh, of a journey as the two bands bounce from 53rd and 3rd to Rockaway Beach uh, in this must-read crossover from the writers of the best-selling Archie Meets Kiss and We Can Never Go Home uh, with a jaw with jaw-droppingly beautiful art from Gazelle Lagasse, Lagasse uh, of Occupy Riverdale. So I see what they did there. It's a good, it'll be a Blitzkrieg bop of a journey. I love that. I love that. Yeah, these little so these little notes that I have for these are taken from like the Amazon description. Right, I just thought that would be a nice like yeah. detailed breakdown about what the story entails or whatever. But uh, I love I love I have a few of the Archie comics. Um, I don't know how much of a fan I would consider myself of the Archies, but right. I want to watch Riverdale. I heard Riverdale was really good. Um, me and Allie love the Sabrina Netflix series um that they have out and all the you know the little hints at archie comics and i have a few archie comics that i've collected um over the past year or so um but you know the the ramones are very notorious for like loving comic books um they grew up reading comic books uh they there's a really cool version of the spider-man theme song that the ramones did oh yeah Um, yeah 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 isn't that cool and they like you know they did like a music video where they're like playing around with spider-man and uh um right and, uh, yeah isn't that cool like yeah. uh, just the ramones they just understood comic book culture they did they did for sure so but this next one you, you need to take this next one i do school. i do i'm gonna control the next yeah. two <laughs> oh yeah yeah take okay the next two so, and i'll take the very man, last one i love kiss and if i had the i i, I got i got my my very first kiss record was dynasty or okay. no no it was love gun but the first time i heard kiss was with dynasty yeah. so that'll be my all-time favorite record today um yeah i'm a big fan of their their music i'm not a big fan of gene simmons because i heard he yeah. was a real you know butthole to people but that's okay because if you can he's a nice guy now though there's yeah. a lot of people talking about how nice he is now oh nice. well i mean yeah. he's like he's a he's a he's a um He's a marvelous. Um, he can sell. You, he he can sell you anything. If he buy like if 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 he can buy kiss coffins, yeah, and pencils and whatever. I mean, you've yeah. got it made in the shade, you know, with that. So yeah, kiss. So this is about kiss. This, is, this was not written by kiss. So uh, the book sees the four musicians. Gene Simmons, Ace Freely, Paul Stanley, and Peter Chris, which is the original four. The original lineup, yeah. Right. Uh, so they were fixed enough with the likes of Mephisto and Doctor Doom. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And also features cameo from the likes of the Avengers, mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four, and the Defenders. Yeah. But leave it to uh, Man Like Kiss to make uh, it the possibility uh, the. To, to last the uh, interesting aspect of the story. Yeah. While they're known for uh, for their theatrical and often blood-driven wild antics, 
this was the first time Kiss would literally leave their blood on the hands of the fans. Yeah. <laughs> With the book's cover boasting and, and uh, it as being uh, printed in real Kiss blood, uh, the promotional idea was to uh, bolster the, the book sales, though yeah. even Gene Simmons doesn't remember whose idea it was to actually doing this with blood. So during the 1977 concert stop, the band flew to New York to have their blood drawn and makeup and costume, of course, with the entire process being documented by a cameraman. I never heard about this book. I never so you've even never heard about this. Okay, not the book, not not the book. Okay, so I've yeah, I remember I, it was like a VH1 special or something. I remember seeing it's something about Kiss, maybe like behind the music or whatever. Yeah, but uh, I remember them talking about Kiss getting with Marvel, wanting to put a comic book out. I mean, right. how can you not look at look at those guys? Like they're yeah. they're comic book characters. They're walking comic they book are, characters. They are, yeah. And um, you know, they they went to go print it, and they wanted their blood, their actual blood, to be printed in the ink that went into the comic book. So they went and had their blood drawn, mm. so they could have their actual actual traces of blood printed on the pages of these comics that are coming out. I've got to get my hands on one of these. Yes, I'm sure it goes for a crap ton of money. Oh God! Well, anything but, kiss is like boom, like yeah, skyrocket, yeah. right? You know. Something that, with those four letters on on it stamped on the front, it's, it's going to go for a lot. Yeah. So, but that um, reminds I, me. I but that reminds me of uh, of I, and I know who you know who George Jordison is. Yeah. Um, he did a uh thing where they took his blood and dipped it into like blood and like like they put it on some kind of drumsticks or something. They put it on his drumsticks. Remember, remember yeah, that? Promark, um, yeah. Promark, I believe, was the company that he was sponsored by. Yeah. But yeah. uh yeah, it's a very similar thing. Like they had Joey Jordanson from Slipknot. Right. Um, who uh he doesn't play with them anymore, but no, you know, no, yeah. one of the most famous drummers for Slipknot. He yeah. he went and had his blood drawn very similar and had it uh they put it in the ink that was used to uh put all the lettering and stuff on the drumsticks. So Right, right. I don't I have some Joey Jordan I think I have Joey Jordanson signatures. I have a collection of, of signature drumsticks by some of my favorite drummers but I can't remember who all I have because I have so many people give them to me as Christmas gifts and birthday gifts. And I love that. I just don't have anywhere to display them just yet. But, um, you know, once I get the drum shed done or once I can, you know, I might be able to put it up in here or something, but, uh, yeah. I'll have to look and see. Cause if that, if I have it, then that, it was the same thing. It, it wasn't just like, like it, it, the limited copies that they made of those sticks actually contain his blood. Right. Right. So, and I guess that was the, 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 the major selling point. Of yeah, of those drums, you know, because because yeah. I do have a I I, I do have um I subscribe to a to a to a box company, and yeah. um it's um this is signed by the drummer for um Five Finger. Oh, Five cool. Finger, Punch, yeah, so I got nice. got him, so you can you can have it if you want to, you know. Oh, you can wait, wait, whenever I see you, <laughs> whenever <laughs> I see you, because I haven't seen you in like forever, you know, basically. Yeah. But uh, gore. So this is not the final cover, as you see there. Yeah. Um, so but, you know, it, talk about bands that are walking comic books. I mean, this, this is, is a, another band that is definitely straight out of a comic book. I think the, that these guys are more like the comic book ca characters than the actual Kiss. 
Yeah, for real. If you see, if you've been through a live concert, they they shoot up blood at you. Yeah, of course it's water, water blood. But uh, the the whole setup looks like it's straight from the comic book, you know. Yeah, and to learn more about that, we did a whole episode on Guar. We did. We did. So we did. Learn so, about all their antics and controversies. Okay, so orgasma again. Oh, oh. Orgasma again. Oh, okay. So that's. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good title, right? Yeah, it's a great title for. Uh, it, it's very. It's very guar. Right. That very. that also reminded me of uh, the Motorhead song or, or Orgasmatron, which is a great uh, yeah. great song too. Yeah. So from the depths of outer space to the frozen wasteland of Antarctica, <laughs> punk rock and heavy metal's most shocking and blasphemous band. Yeah. of intergalactic blood spewing aliens monsters has returned to, to kill everything and respect nothing in the pages of gore orgasm again <laughs> wow that's something right? how fitting <laughs> vanished to the, to the past by their cold and calculated Mr. Perfect which is not the wrestler mm. <laughs> the heroes of gore Trample through time and a danger, like it, like a dangered Bill and Ted on basalt. Hmm. <laughs> okay, antics ensue as they stomp and smash and shape human history to what we accept as our current reality. So I don't know if I told you this, but uh, but Gore said that they they that they created music. Yeah, right? yeah, I remember you telling me that. So, and I believe it. Yeah. So I believe everything that comes out of their mouths. So for yeah, all right, just like just like Wikipedia, right? So <laughs> for like, for everybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, uh, you know, go back and listen to the Gore episode. Sure. But uh, I think Beef Chicken the Mighty says that the odorous, which is not with us today, rest in peace. R.I.P. He uh, cut up like a like a big old dinosaur, and he went through the Grand Canyon, stretched his his insides from one side to the other of Grand Canyon. Plucked it and music was was burst with that one note. That's how you get it. That's how that's how, that's that's how, how music was created. Yeah. How it's done, man. But I gotta get this because one, it's Quar, and yeah. two, uh, just to, just a sentence alone is has returned to kill everything and respect nothing in the in the pages. That's that's great because you know I mean honestly they don't really care about uh, getting. Getting deemed as a like a like a you know because uh, I've heard that they well I've I've seen that they that they quote unquote killed celebrities and politicians and yeah. you know so they don't yeah. really care about anything which is great because you because nowadays yeah, you really can't much. you know I mean yeah so yeah so this is nobody's off limits no work. no which I think that 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 everybody everybody's not going after them because when you respect no one. You know, I mean, everything's all, everything's up for game. You know, like South Park, man. They're they just make fun of everybody. They hate everything, and uh, just kind of have to let them do their thing. Right, exactly. So I am going to let you see this very last comic book. Here. Ooh, yeah, this is exciting. Um, I, I love the Double Wars Prada. Uh, I know that their music has changed drastically within the last album or two that they've come out with, but I still love this band. Um, and there, I have plenty of years of music to go off of to continue to listen to um, that holds a special place in my heart and one of those EPs that they came out with 
um, that was called Zombie definitely had a very, very special place in my heart because it was around the time that I was really, really into The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so zombies were everywhere. It was 2011, I believe, uh, and uh, zombies everywhere, everywhere you went. It was just Walking Dead was huge. Therefore, everything that came out um, was zombie-related, and I was for it, man. I love horror stuff. Uh, so you're mixing horror, comic books, uh, music, a, a, a comic book starring one of my favorite bands, fighting zombies. How can I not love it? <laughs> so <laughs> the zombie EP comic uh, was a limited edition, traditional-sized comic book based on the fictionalized adventures of metalcore band The Devil Wears Prada um, that was bundled with the band's, upco- uh, with the, the band's uh, upcoming EP, Zombie. So I... Well, let me read a little more about this. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the 14-page zombie EP comic was written by J.L. Bourne, uh, who penned Day by Day Armageddon, a zombie novel, which I also have two of those books, the Day by Day, by Day Armageddon. Started reading the first one. I, I never finished it. I wish I had. I've still got them. I probably will start reading those up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was mm-hmm. very good. Uh, considered to be one of the best zombie novels ever written and tells a story of five combat soldiers uh, armed with a high-tech arsenal and a perilous top-secret mission in a harrowing world infected by zombies. So you've got the Devil Wears Prada geared up in SWAT attire, fighting off zombies, and it just fit very well with the five-song EP that came out that was all about zombies. It has this great opening, you know, uh, you can hear the, like, the warning. One of the songs has, like, the warning uh, playing over the news so it's like um please stay indoors uh right. anyone can be infected yeah. at this point and it's very chilling and then they just rip right into it yeah um i don't know if you've ever listened to that but the zombie ep is not. so good yeah. i need I, um, I need to go, go, go back and listen because i because i love zombies but I, I i don't understand how to how the people at the walking age can survive like what 10 years now oh yeah like for the record i don't claim to that i would i would be able to survive in the zombie zombie apocalypse yeah very long i think i would it would not take me long um and uh, i probably it depending on what kind of zombies i may be able to outrun them for a little bit yeah uh but if we're talking like day of the dead or like 21 days later the sprinters yeah i'm screwed yeah like 100 percent right um but if we're talking like Walking Dead, traditional you know, yeah, George Romero yeah. zombies, you can just walk. I might be good for a little bit. Yeah, but the survival skills alone would would be what kills me. <laughs> but you know, as I was telling you before we started recording, I have I have this. Oh, you okay. Can't find it anywhere you cannot find these to buy anymore because it was a limited edition run that came out with the uh, you know the you could buy like the bundle package for the zombie EP that was out right. And so I have a copy of this comic book at my mom's house somewhere. I need to get, I need to put it up. I need to save it because you cannot find them anymore. Hmm. I actually read it, you know, like I, I went through and actually read every panel. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I'm sure that's where, you know, the so comic that, book collectors are probably like, what? You actually <laughs> opened it? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I read it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know it won't be in perfect shape, but the no. fact that it's not available anymore. Uh, I, I've got a piece of history somewhere. Yeah. I know the Devil Wears Prada is not the biggest band in all the world or anything, but like something that you can consider a limited edition run, can't find it anywhere. I've got a copy of it. Are you kidding me? That's right. so exactly. <laughs> that's so cool. 
and uh it just uh, the the ep the comic everything fits so well with how i was uh what i was really into 10 years ago so this just uh this was me this was me man like you you wanted to get me like the perfect christmas present that's it right this was it yep but um yeah um thanks for letting me nerd out a little bit on oh, here yeah. with you today man um no, good. yeah we're going to talk about z2 comics here too yeah so, um, so everybody can kind of get an idea right. um, why don't you tell us about z2 so z2 is a is a um with like z2 comics.com you can go to and you can get more of these novels we just discussed um i think these are written by the band right these are not i think so yeah i think i think uh the all-time low and the um uh the machine gun kelly ones that you know as you can see there there's uh some cypress hill comics jimmy world has one uh blondie blondie Uh, cypress hill your 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 homeboy machine gun kelly have one kelly Um, Uh, there's an elvis one there's an anthrax one So, Pretty oh, cool, man. I ordered this one. It's, yes, uh, tell me about that. So this is Ice Nine Kill. I, uh, I, yeah, Ice I, I, I Nine Kills. And mm-hmm. uh, for anybody who doesn't know of this band, uh, this is a must-hear must band. Yeah, um, for sure. They have a their first album, I think it was their first album, it's called The Silver Scream. Yeah. And what they do is they take various uh, movies and write about them. And um, uh, my favorite song on that one is called it's about a Friday the 13th movie I forget yeah. what it's called right now but it's amazing yeah they're they're all all the songs were inspired by horror movies um the cover of the album looks so cool right. it looks like those one of those classic horror uh movie posters right um and 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 the reason why I love this one is because like, this uh you get the book inside of this cover right here and this cover looks like a old VHS cassette, right? Yeah, that's so cool. And then if you order the, the deluxe uh, version, you get the record too of okay. of the Silver Scream. And I'm like, oh my god, I gotta have yeah. it. Gotta so have you it. got the deluxe? I got the deluxe, yes, sir. Cool. And then I got yeah. the uh, and then I bought the uh, deal because he's my all time favorite um, Black Sabbath singer. At right. USD on our YouTube channel because I got the um, I got the Dehumanized album. And I stated how much I love Dio here, and you and you can get the deluxe deluxe edition and uh, and I yeah yeah I think that's the that's the uh, deluxe edition right cover, cover right. So I mean with with this um with this website you can go through and just pick out your favorite band, pick out your favorite comic. Um, you know, like I said before, they got Anthrax. Um, yeah. they have well, let's see here, they got Dio like I just showed you. I mean, they got like so many different. There's, there's the cover that we just talked about the earlier. Eden, yeah, yeah, the Eden cover that we talked about. Right. Uh, the Gorillas. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a Jim Morrison or uh, the Doors. Uh, yeah. Novel there. Right. Electric Century. That's what. So that's that's what we were talking about before. Electric Century. Uh, Mikey Way from um, My Chemical Romance. Uh, Gerard Way's brother. Uh, Mikey Way is very involved with the Electric Century comic books that are coming right. out. Um, yeah. I think they both collaborated on some Doom Patrol, like newer newer Doom Patrol uh, stories that are coming out. Yeah. Um, but this is this has just been so fun uh, to blend the world of music and comic books. Something I'm very passionate about. I've also got my uh, uh, Marvel uh, coffee cup. Oh, nice! Yeah. My, uh, the tea out of today. So 
Um, I went full on nerd. Um, I love this world. I love, right. love this losing yourself, not only in music, in concept albums and music in general, but losing yourself in a world, uh, a fictional world of comic books and superheroes and aliens and monsters and things like that. Right. Um, and it's, it's cool to see with things like the MCU and, uh, you know, the Snyder cut of the justice league, like becoming such a popular thing because people are like, Oh, these stories are cool. And it's like, yeah, we've only been telling you that for decades <laughs> that these are cool stories. And right. now you're because you've got a list actors that want to play these roles. So you're, you're finally understanding it. Uh. But you know, like uh, Allie really understands my, my nerd, my nerdum. Uh, you know, she gets that. I, I like really dive into these stories and, um, you know, we watch a lot of YouTube breakdown videos of episodes of, you know, the WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier and like trailer breakdowns and stuff. So right. to, to get to, for her to understand that that's how I am about that kind of stuff. And she shows an interest in it too. It's a really awesome. cool bonding thing for yeah. us. And then now you've got things like this, like, you know, I'm gonna tell her, Hey, they got a, they got a graphic novel about the Beatles. Yes you know and she yes. loves to read i'm sure that's going to be something she wants to oh, i'm sure yeah and, to, uh, uh, check into so and i'm gonna unbox them and then uh, when i get the deal in the iceland kills i was going to go up on our, on our youtube channel too yeah um, i'd love to i'd love to see that you're making headways with you with uh with your youtube channel because i noticed you got a lot of uh drum um uh playthroughs playthroughs up there right now yeah. um i realized that i actually do have a url um, for my YouTube channel because nice. back in the day whenever I made my YouTube channel huh? you could do that see now you have to have a certain amount of views but back right. in the day if you created one you could just make it whatever right so I have one it's just kind of embarrassing because I didn't really <laughs> know what to think of so it's like youtube.com slash Mosley M-O-S-E-L-E-Y Y Y. It's right. like Mosley. Mosley. Yeah. I don't know I just didn't know what to think of what else 10 years ago, so I was just like extra wise how about that yeah because yeah yeah because nowadays they expect you to have at least over like 100 subscribers right. before you can edit this and back then it's like you know you could do you could do a lot more back then than you can, than you can now on youtube which is not yeah. you know i don't i don't really like yeah. it but you know who knows yeah so while you're while you're checking out our youtube channel if you want to check out mine and watch some of my drum playthroughs i'm working on making that better i'm working on getting excuse me getting equipment to record at church that excuse me, that actually features the, uh, the music that you can hear in my in-ears. Right. In yeah. Uh, shout out to all clear audio. They do a great job with like custom molds for, nice. uh, in-ear monitors. Um, but I'm working on getting some equipment to where you can actually hear what I hear. So you can hear the tracks like, or the, hear the drums, like actually EQ'd. You can hear the, the other musicians that I'm playing with. Unfortunately, you're also going to be able to hear the click track. I don't think there's anything I can do about that. Nice. So bear with that. But um, yeah, I'm working on making that better. Um, that's something I've been wanting to do for a while. When I finally get my drum shed done, I'll start doing some drum covers. Yes, we got we got to have that. You got some drum covers too. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you all for listening to this episode on uh, YouTube and a podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, be sure yeah. to follow us on all, all our social medias: Instagram at When Words Fail Music Speaks Pod P O D. On Facebook, WWFMS Podcast, Twitter, which I'm which I'm still getting used to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's when words fail MS, and you could always email us at when words fail podcast at gmail.com. 
Yes. So where can people find you, Mr. Uh, you can Mosley? find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's Blake underscore Mosley, uh, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y, as seen here if you're watching the YouTube channel. Right. Um, on my Instagram, there I have posted a link to my YouTube channel if you wanted to check out my drum playthroughs that I've been doing. Um, but again, that's YouTube.com slash Mosley. M-O-S-E-L-E-Y-Y-Y. That's three Y's. Three Y's. Also, you can go check out Not Religious. We mentioned them a few times on this episode where you can find out about John Cooper and how much of a douchebag he is on one of our episodes on there. Wherever you find your podcasts, subscribe to this podcast as well. Leave us a rating and review. Please do. It helps us. It lot. helps us out a ton. It really does. Yeah, um, it does. We want this thing to get bigger and bigger. We want to have bigger names on here and uh, do some cool interviews for you guys. Um, very excited about an interview we have coming up. Unfortunately, had to get rescheduled this week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, we're going to be interviewing Darren Marlar <laughs> from the Weird Darkness podcast. Uh, you know, th- this guy is one of the you know most professional podcasters out there um and uh it'll be cool to kind of pick his brain a little bit about uh music in relation to like depression and, and yeah. uh, anxiety yeah. and things like that right um a very exciting interview that we're uh we're, we're definitely ready to do we had to reschedule this week unfortunately but uh that'll be coming out soon here nice nice so everybody once again thank you for listening to this podcast and always remember listen to more music doesn't matter what it is just just Dig what you dig, you know? Whatever makes you happy. And then yes. read comic books at the same time. There you go. There you go. Okay, everybody. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye.